Welcome to Real Life Mentoring, where we explore real life issues to help you make an authentic difference in the world. Hi, it's Chris and Christina. We would like to start today's conversation by talking about Psalm 23. Now, before you go, oh, please. <laughs> We believe that we have some new light to shed on the topic of Psalm 23. I think if you grew up in Sunday school, you've been to church any number of times, Psalm 23 gets overlooked. I think we misunderstand it. And recently, Chris and I have been reintroduced with new eyes the importance of Psalm 23. So let's jump in. Okay. Yeah. I've seen the 23rd Psalm. By the way, if you're not familiar with the Bible, it's in the Old Testament, and it's, I think there, I mean, there are a lot of chapters in the, the in the Psalms, but it's Psalm number 23, mm-hmm. and I've seen it on plaques, I've seen it on cards, yeah. greeting cards, I've seen it probably on t-shirts. It's been plastered so many places uh-huh. that I became desensitized, desensitized, yeah, desensitized to it, neutral. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Let's start. Chris, share the story about <laughs> when we were in Germany. If you've never listened to our podcast before, we lived overseas for nine years. We happened to be in Germany for a conference. Chris got sick. We thought he was having a heart attack. It was just way too much coffee and way too much stress. Anyway, all that to say, he was in the hospital. You see Psalm 23 on the wall, and you take it from there. I did, but it, I have to back up because yeah. the, that morning we were sitting in this the service, whatever, and a lot of people were there. Mm-hmm. and 3,000 to be exact, yeah. yeah. Ongoing, 3,000? Uh-huh. Okay. I would have said 1,000 or less. No. It, it doesn't matter. <laughs> but I'm sitting there, and this, this man stands up, and he says, I'm going to talk about the 23rd Psalm today. Woo-hoo! And I was t- physically tired. <laughs> we were up in the mountains, high altitude. I had, you know, drinking a lot of great coffee. We'd had months and months of change which I said I loved in the past. But you didn't. Which caused a lot of stress <laughs> yeah. building up in my body. Yeah. But that's beside the point for a moment. So he says, I'm going to talk about the 23rd Psalm. And I literally said this in my head. I get it. I've read this. <laughs> I've heard it. It's been taught so many times in my life. I get it. What else is there to know about the 23rd Psalm? Yeah. Been there, done that. Well, I would learn within a, probably 12 hours of how much I needed that. So I did. I had a high blood pressure issue that brought my body down. And I'm uh-huh. lying on the floor in this entry area of this, this facility probably 10, 12 hours later. So I used to look at the 23rd Psalm as a poem. Okay, let's... I get it. You were lying in the floor, not because for the sake of lying the floor. Oh, you passed out. We thought you well, were having a heart attack. I did not pass out, but I was getting close to it. I yeah. knew my body was reacting. Something was going on. So much to the point, I thought I was dying. Yeah. I remember looking up at the sky. I went outside to try to get stronger, a deeper breath, because that, that's where I was suffering initially. And looked up at the sky and said, God, I don't want to die today. I have a wife and three young daughters. So all that was going on without me realizing God was going to use the 23rd Psalm. He never shames us. He never guilts us, Mm -mm. but he comforts us. He holds us accountable with his word. Little did I know that I would be face-to-face with the 23rd Psalm hours later in IC, not ICU, but urgent care. I don't yeah. know what it was over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was an emergency. 
Okay, so, that was quite the buildup. So put us there. Okay. You, you're in the hospital. I'm, I'm in the hospital yeah. on my back. They've done testing. They told you to, to leave. You can't stay. Leave him alone. Yeah, he's going to be in intensive care overnight so we can monitor him. Yeah. I was hooked up to blood pressure monitor the entire night. They could not get my blood pressure to come down even with medication. I was stressed out. And mm-hmm. it was all in German. Yeah. <laughs> I had not learned enough German to understand what was going on yet. Yeah, we're six months in to our overseas experience just learning the language. Right. Maybe you could speak in simple sentences, maybe. I was so stressed, confused, discouraged, fearful. I'll, I, will, I will stick with fear for a moment. Yeah. I'm lying on my back. I'm in a foreign ho- a hospital that is foreign to me. The language is foreign. I feel so alone. And God brings to my mind the 23rd Psalm. Mm -hmm. And the beginning of the Psalm goes like this. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. And I stopped right there. I'm on my back, hooked up to these monitors. I cannot get out of bed. I cannot speak the language. There's no one to help me that I know of. And God so sweetly said, Chris, I've got you on your back. It's like I'm making you lie down in green pastures. Mm. I'm leading you beside still waters because I'm here to restore your soul. Mm. Your soul, guys, is your mind, your will, your emotions, Mm -hmm. the essence of who we are. I heard that and I said, God, I am so sorry. I have completely disregarded the 23rd Psalm because I just don't, I didn't understand. Mm-hmm. And in a crisis situation where fear was controlling my mind, I saw it clearly for the first time. Yeah. So recently what we've come to see is the, that Psalm 23 is actually a declaration. We have so been encouraged and strengthened by Psalm 23 that I can't speak for you, but I'm consistently, if not every morning, every other morning, I mean regularly, I sit down before I do anything else in the morning and I'm quoting Psalm 23 as a declaration over my day. How are you using Psalm 23? I did it this morning before I got out of bed and there was nothing discouraging or nothing heavy that I was going to have to do today, but my mind was struggling a bit this morning and before I got out of bed... I began to quote the 23rd Psalm, declaring it. Mm -hmm. And do we want to either read that or quote it right now or come back to that later? Well, Mr. Smarty Pants has it all memorized. I think I have it memorized, but I've written it down. But why don't you (laughs) say Well, this may be the Chris Elledge paraphrase, (laughs) but I'm not not saying that I have it memorized because... You're so holy. I'm so holy. I needed, (laughs) but honestly, I learned it because it has become to mean so much to me. Yeah. Because I was gripped with fear back in that German hospital. Yeah. And I saw God work a miracle in my life, Mm -hmm. uh, several miracles. Yeah. So, the Lord is my shepherd; I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the right path. And even though I I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will not fear evil. For God, you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness 
and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord. So that is not only in my head, guys, it's in my heart. Well, maybe you're sitting there going, that is really sweet. What does that mean to use that as a declaration? Here's what it meant for me this morning, Chris. I had a plethora of things in my head this morning. I didn't sleep well. I'm thinking of several different things. So I just sat down. And for me, I like to, it's it's only six verses, guys. Psalm 23, it's only six verses. So I took the first verse and I just thought, okay, if this is my declaration, what do I think about it? The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. So I looked up the word for shepherd and it says to feed, to guide, and to shield. So I, so I just personalize it. God, I need you to feed me. I need you to feed me ideas. I need you to feed me peace. <laughs> I need you to guide me. There was a specific work thing I needed guidance on. And shield, I need you to shield me from my own thoughts that tend to be negative because I'm tired this morning. I declared that using the words of Psalm, Psalm 23, the first one. Here's what I love about God's word. I can read Psalm 23 and every morning I get something different from it because scripture says God's word is active and living, right? It's always going to give us something new. And one of the things that it says, he renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. When I read that, I just felt the impression from the Holy Spirit saying, okay, you have to ask me to renew my strength because this morning I felt really, really, really tired. And I don't know, maybe you speak into this. I can ask him to renew my strength and he will. But what I'm guilty of is I'm trying to renew my own strength. Oh, well, maybe if I do this or maybe if I do that, what if I take this off my plate? What if I rearrange this? What if I just get more vitamins? I'm trying so hard to renew my strength. It's not my job. He renews my strength. So I confess that. It's like, God, I'm depending on myself well, to renew my strength. What does he say, though? Christina, I've learned this the hard way and ongoing hard ways. When he, What does he say before renewing the strength? He leads me beside peaceful streams. He lets me rest in the green meadows. He makes me lie down. Yeah. I have to get out of the way. Yeah. I have to stop working so hard, trying to figure things out, trying to make things right. Yes, I I believe God wants us to be responsible mm-hmm. for our actions, but I cannot muster up, guys, that peace that he promises. Yeah. That, that true rest that begins in my heart and my mind and it comes out in my emotions. Mm-hmm. So. A to-do list is not going to do it for me. Yeah. So then I'm just going to walk down to the next verse. And it says, even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid for you're close beside me. I just took that verse and I, I settled there and I thought, whoa, this is a declaration. I will not be afraid, but I've got fear in my heart. So I confess that, God. I confess that I am afraid of whatever the thing that I confessed. And here's what's really awesome, what I'm learning when I confess that, I confess the fear. I've started asking God, I'm giving you my fear. You tell me I don't have to be afraid. What do you want to give me in exchange for fear? Easy, his peace. So during the day, 
when I want to be fearful again, I'm like, woo, no, I confess that I exchanged it for peace. So I'm going to stay in this place of peace. Yeah. I mean, we could go verse by verse by verse, but this is how Psalm 23 is taking on new life, giving me new strength, how I'm chewing on God's word because it is active and living and it's giving me so yeah, such a great foundation to start my days with. Anything else you want to say on Psalm 23? I think going back to the, the first verse, it says, the Lord is my shepherd. Yeah. If I don't understand that, mm-hmm. then the rest is going to be difficult for me to believe. Yeah. And to, therefore, to declare yeah. God and through Jesus Christ, he's allowed us to know him personally as our father. Yeah. He is our shepherd and the shepherd watches over the sheep. And one gets away, it says, he goes after them and yeah. picks them up and brings them back because he cares for them. He, he takes great care of them in right. every way. So we have to go back and understand the the character of God. Yeah. And he doesn't have a role in our life. He is. Our life. <laughs> our life. He really yeah. is. He is the authority. Yeah. But he is such a loving, nurturing father that they use the example of a shepherd and sheep here. So we need to go back to that to really understand how I'm going to get through the fear that I'm facing. And so that verse doesn't say that you're a loser if you fear. It says when you go through. When I go through the valley of the shadow of death, I will not fear. Yeah. Because, guys, I was fearing in that hospital bed. Yeah. And God walked me through it. I love, too, since you touched on that very first ver- verse, oh, probably a couple weeks ago, the Lord impressed upon me when he says, the Lord is my shepherd. I'm such a word nerd. I looked up the word the, the, because it said the Lord is my shepherd. And it means a particular one of a kind, a particular class, the Lord. There's no one else like the Lord, the God Almighty. Okay. And then... What I've also been doing is the Lord, and I look at his characteristics, the one who's a good father, the one who's compassionate, the one who is a warrior, the one who is my defender, the one who is my shield, that Lord is my shepherd. If I feel misunderstood, the one who knit me in my mother's womb is my shepherd. When I insert the characteristics of God, that is my shepherd. It, it just personalizes God in such a special way for me. It made me think of about when you they are, we arrived at the hospital and they said, we're going to keep him overnight, run tests, you need to leave. Yeah. So actually, God was removing <laughs> my strongest connection to who I am by yeah. removing my wife. Aww. And I was in the hospital bed and so fearful, guys. And again, he also removed the language. I was in a German setting. So when it says the Lord, he was saying, Chris, it's you and me. Mm. Guys, that's left to myself. That feels scary and lonely. But I've discovered in my relationship with God, it doesn't have to feel scary and lonely. Yeah. But until I understand some of the characteristics of God, that God is a God of integrity, Mm. I can trust him Mm -hmm. at every every level. Yeah. Then I don't feel alone. He is the Lord. For me at that at that point, yeah. But he he was stripping everything away, 
And I, I, they put me in a hospital room the next day with three German-speaking men. No one spoke English. Mm-hmm. I can laugh about that now. <laughs> but then I thought, I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah. And I'm in a room with three old men. Yeah. I mean, they were a lot older than me. And I thought, what am I doing on a hospital floor for heart patients? At my age, in this situation, even though I'm in a room with three men, I still felt alone. Mm-hmm. God had allowed it to be the two of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. One other part that kind of highlights for me is when he says your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. I think sometimes people have a misconception of God being like, you know, he's waiting to smack us when we get out of line. But if you study about shepherds, the rod protects and the staff guides. And just this morning as I was reading that, I just felt so impressed through this scripture that these weapons of the shepherd, if you will, the rod and the staff, they're used in my defense, not against me. Sometimes we think that rod and staff is for us, the sheep. And the shepherd is saying, no, I've got them to protect you and to guide you, not to whack you over the head with it. So that was just what happened this morning as I was reading Psalm 23. Anything else, Chris? So I believe I was in the hospital two days. I forget exactly. So it was not a heart issue. It was a blood pressure issue. God put a, a very trusted young intern in my life. He was 25 years old at the time. He spoke English. He was so attentive to me. So that helped me a great deal. But I had to have that journey with God alone early on where he'd say, Chris Elledge, I love you. I'm your shepherd. I've made you lie down and I've led you in this place to restore your soul, your mind, your will, and emotions. And I believe God has a sense of humor. I'm walking down the hallway of this hospital when I think it was my last day there before mm-hmm. checking out. And I'm, I'm so grateful to God that it's going to be okay with my health. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be reunited with my family soon. In this one area in the lobby, there's this large painting. Mm-hmm. And again, in German, but you know what? The It was a, it was a, passage of scripture uh-huh. it was the 23rd psalm in german <laughs> and i couldn't read it per se uh-huh. but i could psalm is Solomon yeah. in, in german yeah. i knew enough of that that and i said god it wasn't i didn't say i get it like yeah. i did before yeah 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 i said god thank you yeah for you bookended me that in that situation where i thought i got it and yeah. i didn't and i was arrogant without even thinking about it and so i also want to encourage you if you're a mentor if you want to mentor someone Using the Word of God, like twenty, the twenty yep. third Psalm, mm-hmm. is one of the best things you can give them yeah. because it's God's Word. Exactly. And walk them through it. You go. I don't know how to do that. Take one verse at a time. Yeah. Get a commentary. Hear it being taught somehow, and walk them through that, and help them see their their mind, their will, their emotions being renewed and restored because you're walking them through something using God's Word. That's good. And what I would even take it a step further as the mentor, you're helping them use God's word as the authority in their lives. Use it maybe every time you gather together. Hey, let's read Psalm 23 together. What are you hearing from that? What is God speaking to you about that? Give it for a you know homework assignment. You're helping them discover the power and authority of God's word and, and helping develop their spiritual ears. Wow, 
I'm hearing this, that God uses his word to direct me here. And man, that's a gift that keeps on giving. That'll bear a lot of fruit. Yeah. Anything else before we wrap up? Here's the reality. We're human. Our minds need, or excuse me, our souls need to be restored and renewed at times. Yeah. So it's not a one-time situation. It will... Ongoing. Ongoing in our lives. So there's no shame. There's no guilt in that. You're human. Yeah. And what a privilege for God to give us a gift of saying, I'm going to renew your mind, your will, your emotions, your soul, if you will allow me to. Yeah. What a great discussion. Okay. Psalm 23. We hope we put a new spin on it for you. Go read it, study it, learn it, memorize it, apply it, do all the things. And if you are a mentor, use it (laughs) as an incredible tool that will really jumpstart the life of your mentee and you too. So thank you for listening today. Psalm 23, go read it. We want to thank you as always for listening. If today was helpful, if something that you listened to was helpful, we would really love it if you would go to Apple or Spotify, leave us a review, download, subscribe, and for all things related to podcast, if you'd like to give a financial contribution to help us continuing bringing this sort of broadcasting to you, just go to FahrenheitMentoring.org. Hi, this is Chris Corral, producer of the Fahrenheit Real Life Mentoring Podcast. This podcast is produced through a partnership with the Confetti Corral Boutique and Michelle Corral Realtor. To find out more about these businesses who support our vision and ministry, go to confetticorral.com or find them on Facebook.